Record. You're listening to the Girls in Property podcast, where we explore the world of property, meet amazing guests to hear their stories and support you in your property journey. Hello, good morning. Hello, everyone. And welcome to today's podcast. I'm joined here by the lovely Sophie. Hi. And the lovely Simon. Hey there. Hi, guys. And today, what we're going to be doing is doing a little mini series all about finance and cash flow. Because let's face it, when you're starting out in business and property, finance and cash flow are literally the everything to to it. So, Soph, um, what can you tell us? Hi, everyone. Well, this is a very exciting podcast. Do not skip it because I know you're tempted to. But this is very, very important. And we're going to make it fun. We're going to make it so fun. (laughs) And if you're financially avoidant like me, because you know, deep down, you're hugely incompetent. It's time to pay attention. Yes. (laughs) So it is possible to run a business without really knowing your numbers very, like deeply, right? You, you start marketing you make some sales you've got money coming in you've got money coming out and you've got a bit of money left at the end of the month that seems fine right absolutely what could go wrong (laughs) (laughs) well what could go wrong is you could get a really big project coming up that's say five thousand pounds you commit to the project and then you forget that you've got six thousand pounds worth of bills coming out over the next two months yeah Exactly. And when you're starting out in your business, your overheads are going to be high. There's a lot of investment that go into it. Um, And so it's important always to know your cash flow forecast. Yes. So we thought we would really quickly go over the basics so that you can get a pen and paper, tick it off, write it down, dive into it. And if you're just starting out, just start putting these basic practices into your business so that when you've got a million properties and loads of stuff going on, it's neat and tidy and automated, most importantly. Yeah. So, so do you think we should start with kind of the basics of finance? And let's say that you were you were going to talk to someone who didn't know anything about business and kind of money, etc. How would you start to explain profit, um, turnover, revenue? Where, where should we begin? Let's go for it. So cash flow is simply money in and out of your business. It flows in, it flows out. Hopefully more of it is flowing in than out, but that's your cash flow. Um, turnover is the total sales of your business. So in property, we might make 30 grand's worth of rent a month. Um, that would be our total turnover. Um, your profit, we all love talking about profit, is what's left over after you've paid all of your expenses. And we've got gross profit and net profit. So gross profit is all the profit after expenses. And then pretend you're a fisherman and you've got a net Your net profit is the profit after all expenses and tax as well. So the net profit is the bit you pick up in your net at the end and you actually take home with you. That's a good metaphor. Very good. I like that. And because it used the word net. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Do you reckon that's where it comes from? No. (laughs) Where does it come from then? You look it up and I'll keep talking. (laughs) You you find Um, out. Hold on to the end, everybody. You'll find out. So let's use a working example of a cake business. Um, I actually would like a chocolate business one day. Um, This is me putting it out there to the universe. If you want to start a chocolate shop with me, please write in and we'll do it together. So let's go for cake. (laughs) So last month, my total cake sales are £15,000. And my cost of sales were £3,000. So that's packaging, delivery, ingredients. My overheads are four and a half thousand pounds and overheads are things like premises, rental, wages, things that happen all the time. That means my gross profit is seven and a half grand. Whoop, whoop. I then get taxed, sadly, one, three, seven, five. So my net profit in my little net is six, one, two, five. 
Exactly. So that's a really quick rundown of ins, outs and what we're left over with. Yeah. And a lot of people don't always like we, we might take that for granted as seeing that as quite a normal thing. But there are some people out there that maybe don't know about those things. You know, it's not it's not taught at school. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, well, where else could they actually go to learn these things? And also it might be one thing to think, oh, yes, I'm going to be getting four and a half thousand pounds from this rent that is therefore going to be my profit no what about your expenses what about tax these are all really important things that a lot of people might not think about especially Mm -hmm. tax because tax only comes sometimes once a year at the end so it's really important to know yeah and with tax what a lot of businesses do is they get an accountant to do their end of year and the accountant says right i need eight and a half grand for tax please yeah and you go um okay (laughs) luckily they give you a bit of time to pay it they give you quite a few months to pay it but you can then be put in quite a scary position so you know in all of our businesses we have an extra account where we put tax at the end of the month and then it's not a surprise and then you don't spend up with your cash flow being completely hamstrung for those few months where you're scraping together the money to get it done yeah it's a really good top tip to have an extra account you don't want a flat line in your growth curve no exactly exactly so we are all about positive cash flow which is the key to a successful business and this means our cash balance is always increasing but even successful businesses can have cash flow issues so like i said before um if you have a big refurb coming out and i'm laughing because that literally happened to us enough last year (laughs) i took on a deal where we had like a 15 grand refurb um and to me it was all theoretical you know when you look at a deal and you go yeah we could make that work we'll spend 15 grand we'll make it back over the course of the deal uh the landlord agreed and i was like oh i need to find 15 grand now because i've got bills coming out um and so what you do in this kind of situation is you either make more money or you save money so it's always a good um habit to get into to look at always look at your expenses you might have subscriptions you might be buying too many work coffees or lunches so it's really good to cut those things out if you're in a scary cash flow situation um or the other solution is to become more cash flow positive which could be finding a loan finding short term funding mm. So when we needed that money, we got two loans of five grand and we paid them both back five and a half grand a year later. And both investors were very happy with that because they were making money. I think the important thing that you said there is the things you can do and then there are things that you shouldn't do. And one of the things you shouldn't do is write a deal off just because it looks a bit scary on the cash flow. That should be your time to put yourself into gear and start making your network work and and do whatever it takes to get that done if if it turns out that it's going to be worth doing in the long run because for us it was like doing that doing that um, deal and getting the the loan even though that was costly it's it's paid off now well i've waited over a year for you to say that have you (laughs) the trauma has subsided and it was said on the podcast um yeah and i think whenever you're doing any deal i think what i always say to people which is really important is always do your numbers so if we're talking about finance always work the deal out um and always work out a best case scenario worst case scenario and kind of what you expect it to happen and therefore no deal will therefore be an emotional decision it will always be a numbers decision which i think is so important the amount of times i've spoken to somebody about a service accommodation i've gone wow it's beautiful and some of these are gorgeous i'm like that's amazing and i love that how much did it cost and they're like i don't know i'm still telling it up and i'm like that's okay insane. what do you what do you imagine your your return is going to be i'm not sure yet i'm just about to begin and i'm like no these numbers should already have been done from the get-go mm. so please please do your numbers i really yeah. and you should it'd be you. scary to not know where you are halfway through a costly refurb yes you go, i have no idea how much budget i've got left 
I've yeah. got no idea the cost of works remaining. And uh, do you okay. know what? These things do happen. You mm. see a lot, especially during COVID, which was very sad. You saw a lot of these properties that had started the refurb and then they just stopped because of COVID, but then they never picked back up again because the cost of materials went through the roof and obviously people just ran out of money. It is a really common thing that happens. So yeah 100% um so with um your cash flow it's absolutely crucial that you must know your future cash flow yes. using a forecast and there are literally three or four key spreadsheets you need within your business come and talk to us if you don't know anything about spreadsheets um and even if you're not a numbers person these spreadsheets can be set up for you to be automated and they can be very very easy to use and very easy to read um I would like to take the opportunity to tell you that all businesses have cash flow issues. I always talk about, you know, the Richard Branson example where he went 30 million into his overdraft, but get talking to any business owner and they've all gone a bit red at some point. Um, There are very scary cash flow positions, um, but it happens, you know, things happen out of your control. But you need to have your cash flow forecast and your budget and planning tools like that to make sure you can come out of it the other side. And you gave a really good example of this, which is when you were talking to our Star Collective members about their um, their cash flow and forecasting. It was like you were able to say, well, let's look at October. Let's look at if we could take on another property. The cash flow should be able to tell you that based on the figures that you actually put into it. And this is something that you have to keep on top of. You know, let's say that every Monday you update the cash flow forecast to be correct and accurate. It's a really important part of it. And then the other piece of advice we always give is to get yourself a really good bit of um, toolkit to use as well. So for example, we use Xero um, for our finance um, and banking. So it could be a really good way, um, which you're going to talk about a bit more for profit and profit and loss. Yeah. yeah I the, tell? the important part there is not to just do this once, fill it out yes. and then go, well, I did that last February. It's all in order. It's like, no, things have changed. Things yes. have come along and, and the world has moved on. So yeah, regularly refer back to it and um, update as to match reality. Exactly, 100%. Shall I tell you a bit about our cash flow spreadsheet? Yes. (laughs) It's so good. We're putting it online so that you guys can have a copy. So look at Star Collective for that. We'll put it in the notes. Um, But basically, it's got four sheets. The master sheet shows you your entire year at a glance. uh, You've then got a cash in and a cash out sheet. And then you've got a summary. And the summary is absolutely beautiful. It's either green or red. If it's red, that's bad. Um, but you literally update the cash flow every single week. Every row is one week of your business's life. And you put all your cash in, all your cash out. There's loads of categories. It's very neat and tidy. And there's a big fat total at the bottom of each sheet. You then look at your cash flow summary every single Monday. You adjust it with your actual bank balance because we do have things that happen to us every week, like we had to get an emergency plumber out or we accidentally went for coffee or, uh, you know, we had all these, you know, I we accidentally put a, tripped over and fell face down into a delicious dinner once. <laughs> yeah. Or just business expenses that you wouldn't typically have on your spreadsheet. You'd just update your bank balance by that, that 50 quid that you spent. And it beautifully pulls it through to the rest of the spreadsheet. Um, and it shows you the future. So you can have a year, you can have three years, you can have five years, but, um, The example you were talking about earlier was when we look at a deal that we want to start funding, we can say, okay, in October, we want to take on a new rent to rent HMO. This is going to cost us five grand. Let's play around with the spreadsheet. Let's put that five grand in October. What does what now happens to our bottom line? Does it go red, which means we're below zero or are we still happy? Or maybe we could bring that project forward a couple of months. Okay, what if we can't afford it? 
let's look at getting a loan in September for five grand, which will cover it. So I really like it. And it literally helps me sleep at night (laughs) because I know my numbers are safe and my future numbers are safe. And I would really recommend that everyone has this. Yes. Yeah. It not only saves you from financial ruin, it also keeps you in good sleep as well. Yes. yes, which is really, really important. Peace of so, mind, yeah, it's hugely important. So we know about cash flow. Cash flow is really important. Um, and then we're talking about sort of profit and loss, um, sort of zero and getting all the bits together again. So um, what other sort of nuggets would you give in terms of finance for, for businesses? So um, some people might not know what profit and loss means. So basically the easiest possible way you can do, this is the best hack ever, is get a bit of accounting software. So instead of collecting all your receipts and adding them all up manually or putting them into a spreadsheet that you're not sure if it's right get something like zero get an accountant um, and your bank will go it will feed straight into zero and you'll find every transaction there and you just match it up tick it off and you get a beautiful digitized accounts mm. and then at the end of every month we do a profit and loss report and it literally shows you all your cash in all your cash out minus your overheads and your expenses and the bottom figure will be your profit or your loss so it's a profit and loss report or a PL report so my actions for you would be go and get a cash flow spreadsheet you can use mine if you want um go and get yourself accounting software and look at your profit and loss every month send yourself a beautiful report and things like zero you can use tracking categories so we track our portfolio across each property so it's split so i can say oh this one's only making 400 quid a month but this one's making 1200 quid a a month and, and what do i need to change that's perfect yeah that's really good so my top tips to you are get your cash flow forecast sorted Agree payment terms in advance. (laughs) So that means if you're going to be collecting rent, your tenants know exactly how and when it's due. Um, If you've got a, you know, a cake business, maybe you take deposits in advance and that can cover your ingredients, etc. But make sure you agree payment terms in advance. The next one is chase your debtors. So don't let anyone not pay you. And if they do have procedures in place, again, accounting software can chase your invoices for you. So it can send reminders every seven days. Um, And the last tip is improve your cash position. (laughs) So we're always banging on about doing money making tasks. If you're always doing money making tasks, you're always going to be making money and your cash flow is going to go up. And again, it will help you sleep at night. So just always do those sales tasks. Oh, okay. So what about people who maybe aren't so confident in it? Um, They know they have to do it, but they need to get a bit more expertise or someone to help them. What do you advise that they do? So if you're really not a numbers person, then you can speak to your accountant and you can basically get a bookkeeper to do all everything for you. (laughs) So it's important to understand the terms that I've talked about, but someone else can do all the work for you. So you can speak to your bookkeeper and say, send me a P&L report at the end of the month, help me set up my cash flow spreadsheet, and then just have a conversation with them at least once a month to say, how's the business doing? Where can we save money? Are we going in the right direction? That is so important. And it is important to try and do it monthly as well, even if you're starting out, just so you can actually see 
the trajectory of how you're going and also to make goals always important to make goals and then trying to hit those financial goals as well yeah the absolute best time to do it is when you're starting out yeah because if you do it in the middle then you're going to get very muddled but if you've got beautiful systems in place your cash flow spreadsheet your accounting software and your reports you're going to be in a really strong position for the rest of your business but if this is all sounding very alien and unusual and you aren't right at the beginning that doesn't mean you shouldn't now take the opportunity to start putting some systems in place no you should definitely do it (laughs) if any of this sounded unusual (laughs) yeah and sophie's an absolute finance queen so go and go and ask her she will she will help you as best as she can amazing well good luck everyone let us know if you have any questions and we'll see you next time thanks guys Bye. bye bye